what do lard and honey have to do with food preservation? What is a larder if it's not a pantry? How much salt do you really need to dry out meat? Where could you store livestock feed? Find out in this episode. Welcome to Writing Rule with Ellie, a fiction writer's inspiration station for rural life and lifestyles. From historical to post-apocalyptic, helping you bring your rural stories to life. I'm Ellie, and this is episode number 47, Five Alternative Food Preservations, Part 2. Whether your characters have a garden, forage for food, or have meat, there are many methods that are used, have been used, or might be used in an apocalypse. Today, we will cover five more of them. Number six, honey. Honey has been used as a food preservation for centuries. The earliest record I can find is from the Great Pyramids. When they opened the tombs, they found jars of honey that were still good. There are clay tablets from roughly the same era talking about the use of honey as a food preservative and in about 30% of all medical treatments. And in about 30% of all medicine at the time. The basics of preserving with honey are fairly simple. Honey preserves fruit. I have heard of other things, but I can't say I recommend or trust them. Besides, I'm not sure honey makes okra taste better. After your character picks the fruit they will use, they will then prepare it and get rid of any bad ones, chop them up to fit as many as they can in the glass jar without wasting space. The reason this is important is that it takes a lot of honey to preserve with, and honey can be expensive or even hard to find. Not every society in history has had beekeepers. Then it's time for your character to make honey syrup. In modern times, this is made with honey, sugar, and water, with equal parts of honey and sugar, while the water amount depends on how sweet they want their fruit. For a light syrup, it would be one part sugar, one part honey, and eight parts water. For a very heavy syrup, it would be one part honey, one part sugar, and one part water. Historically, most people did not add sugar to the syrup as it wasn't until the 1700s that sugar was known to become popular. Next, the fruit can be heated or cooked a little, then added to a clean, preferably sanitized jars, and the syrup is poured over the fruit. This is called a hot pack. If your character puts in freshly chopped fruit and then pours the honey syrup over it without heating it, it's called cold packing. Either way, they will next debubble the jars and then they will be canned in a hot water bath. Basically, it requires cooking them until they reach a temperature that kills off the microorganisms that could make the food go bad or hurt your character when they eat it. Preserving with honey in modern times is slightly different from that in history. The mason jar, what we call a canning jar today, was invented in 1858. That means that before then, this was done in a different type of jar. Clay jars are the main one that I see. Whatever they are done in, remember that the most important part of the entire process is to make sure that the steel on the jar is good. If sealed correctly, honey itself can be stored almost indefinitely and it is believed that the fruit stored in honey can last for years. I've never tried this method, so I don't know how long the food would stay good for. Number seven, salt, aka brining. Salting food for preservation has been around since at least 2000 BC in Egypt, although no one is sure where or how it originated. Salt preserves food by pulling out the moisture at a cellular level. It also inhibits growth of microorganisms that decay and spoil food. There are two types of salting. There is a dry rub, where you basically bury the meat in salt. And there is brining. Brining is a saltwater solution used for things like cucumbers when they are turned into pickles. I see this is often used with lemons too. For dry rubs, your character will need roughly one and one half cup of salt for every one pound of meat. It will take about five days to dry out for every inch of meat. If there is a bone, such as a ham, 
two days will be added. That means that for meat without the bone, it takes five days to dry out per inch. And with the bone, it takes seven days to dry out per inch. I imagine caution to not pull out the meat too early was used if people were learning and they likely gave them a few extra days just to be safe. After the dry rub had sufficient time to dry out the meat, the meat was then hung in a cool, dry place such as a root cellar or basement. However, not everyone in history has one and many times they would be hung from the rafters of the home or kitchen. Others in cool climates had a catch, meat barn, or whatever they called it in that area. Basically, it was a building built on stilts that was for meat and other dry ingredients. The idea behind the stilts was to keep wolves and hopefully bears from breaking in and eating the food. As for the brining, the general consensus is two parts vinegar, one part salt. There really is no right or wrong answer for this when brining is done. A minimum of 12 days is needed, but many people prefer to leave them in longer. It really comes down to preference on that one. Number eight, dehydrating. Dehydrated is a method of removing water from food to store for later. Likely the most well-known modern one is raisins. Yes, those little things that were originally grapes. Dehydrating has been used since ancient times and is one of the oldest food preservation methods. However, it was originally in drier climates such as the Middle East when people first started drying foods. The modern method of hot air dehydration that we know today was not invented until 1795 in France. The list of foods that can be dehydrated is long. This includes, but is not limited to, apples, grapes, strawberries, bread, corn, carrots, mushrooms, broccoli, beef, chicken, fish, basil, rosemary, mint, and more. This is one that we use in our home, and when my kids were young, they loved banana chips. Did you know that you can take fruit, blend it up in the blender, and make a puree and dehydrate it, and it makes a healthy fruit roll-up called fruit leather? All that said, each type of food will take a different amount of time to dry, and depending on the water content of the food, also sun drying, or DIY solar drying, and modern electric dehydrators all take different amounts of time. Keep that in mind when looking up the time it will take to dehydrate any specific foods that you would like. As I do not have enough time to cover all of them in this podcast. Number nine, a larder. Today, the larder is known as the British word for pantry, or according to Google, the slang for pantry. However, in history, larders were the place where you stored meat in lard. This is where the larder gets its name. Larders were originally a barrel that cooked meat was placed into. Lard would be poured in a layer on the bottom of the crock, barrel, or other storage container. Then a layer of cooked meat was added. Then a layer of lard. Then meat. Then lard. Then meat. Then lard. I feel like I'm singing a song now. Until the container was about three-fourths full. After it cooled and the lard set up, wax paper was placed over the top of the lard. Although not everyone used wax paper. I have heard of adding wood ash or sawdust instead of wax paper, but I don't recommend this. It could contaminate the lard and possibly cause bacteria to grow or cause the whole thing to turn rancid. After the wax paper, the lid is added. It will then be moved to a cool, dry place for storage, such as the basement or root cellar. Uncontaminated meat can be good for three to four months. After three or four months, the lard would no longer be good, causing the meat to go bad. Number 10, underground storage. 
Underground storage comes in many different types. There is the well-known root cellar. This is one of the earliest forms of storage, and archaeologists believe it originated in Australia. The Library of Congress here in the United States has interesting documentation of the Office of War Information and the Farm Security Administration teaching about storing food and piles under layers of straw and dirt during the Great Depression and in World War II. And let's not forget, humans have saved food in caves since, well, caveman times. Root cellars are a very well-known storage method that most people no longer use. The average temperature of a root cellar is between 32 and 40 degrees Fahrenheit or 0 to 4.2 degrees Celsius. That's basically a refrigerator in the ground. Root cellars come in different types. They can be dug in the ground. This type will need to be well-supported on the ceiling as they don't want it to collapse on your character. There have been rock and brick buildings built and then covered with dirt. Four feet of dirt is a recommended level, but this varies depending on where they live. They will need to be built to not only store the food for the entire family, which could be a large amount depending on the size of the family, but it will likely be needed to store animal feed too. Granted, hay usually goes somewhere else, but grains, corns, and these types of things will likely stay in the root cellar too. So don't let your characters skimp on space. Most also have shells built into them, and some even have hangers in the back for meat. Some cultures in the desert use jars in the sand to keep foods, just as they did jars of water. Today, many off-the-grid homes have learned how to use barreled garbage cans to store food. The danger with this one is that animals can get into it easier. Some place them inside their barn under hay to try to keep the vermin out, and I hear that works well. Fun fact, in 2011, there were 1,218,200 metric tons of raisins produced and sold. Now for everyone's favorite part, what could possibly go wrong? Well, let me tell you, likely to go wrong, your character is dehydrating food in the sun and an animal steals some of the food. Also likely to go wrong, your character uses a cave to store food and when they come back, they find it gone. Perhaps it was stolen or perhaps a wild animal ate it. Possible to go wrong? Your character uses a larder and they forgot how many pieces of meat were stored in the lard. They might have to go fishing with their bare hands to check for more. Also possible to go wrong, your character didn't leave the meat in the salt long enough to let the meat properly dry out before they hung it for the winter. When they return to get meat, they find it has turned rancid. Unlikely to go wrong, your character uses honey alone to preserve their fruit in and find it is far sweeter than they meant for it to be. And now they find it too sweet. Also unlikely to go wrong, your character didn't do a good job setting up the ceiling supports for their root cellar and it collapses on them. This could be deadly. And probable, but still technically in the realm of possibilities. Your character uses honey to preserve their fruit, but was not paying enough attention when they poured the honey. When they go to open the fruit to eat, they find bee bodies in their food. Also improbable, but still technically in the realm of possibilities. Your character stored food in a cave. When they go back to retrieve some, they come face to face with a bear and get mauled. You can find this episode's show notes and helpful links to learn on our website, alleyheart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-T. Com. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and follow for more episodes. Connect on my YouTube videos by dropping me a comment. A new episode comes out every Monday. Until then, happy wordsmithing.